Hi and welcome to a special technical episode of the Valent Podcast. You may have heard our last episode about diversifying your businesses into heat pumps and wanted to find out a little bit more about the technical aspects of a heat pump. So we've got Mark Wilkins, Head of Training and External Affairs here at Valent, Craig Dolan, who's our heat pump product manager, and installer Christian Ford from Indigo to tell us more about the technical aspects of the heat pumps. Right, thank you, Simon, and uh, thank you, Craig and Christian, for joining me. I guess we should cut straight to the chase. Recent government incentives like the Future Home Standard and Green Homes Grants are making renewable heating technologies attractive to homeowners and installers. So let's take a look at some of the more technical questions we're often asked by air installers. First question, Craig, coming to you. The Aerotherm Plus, the new air source heat pump, is being billed as a game changer. In a sentence or two, can you tell me why it's so special, please? Yeah, sure. Good question. So um, when we were developing this heat pump, we we started from the ground up. So even from the naming convention, it's changed. So traditionally, heat pumps are named at air plus seven, water 35. So you have a 15 kilowatt heat pump at air seven, water 35. So with the Aerotherm Plus, we, we designed it for heating. So the naming convention is at air minus seven, water 35. So when you really want your heating, that's the output that the heat pump delivers. Uh, we also focused on sound, so the, the, the new units are a lot quieter. Uh, so when the Aerotherm first launched, um, it had a sound, it's got a sound power of 58 dBA, um, which was one of the quietest on the market at the time, but things have moved on, and the new one is 54 dBA. It D- doesn't sound like a big difference, but uh, 3 dB is uh, doubling in the noise that you hear. So it's got, you know, a hell of a lot quieter and then the the big point is we've moved refrigerants we've moved away from r410a and we've moved to something called r290 which is otherwise known as propane and uh, the reason that we've done that is the performance envelope so you can get good flow temperatures uh, well the refrigerant works down to minus 25 and you can get higher flow temperatures so from the heat pump alone you can get 75 degree flow temperature so that means it's it's really really uh, good for hot water uh, and really, really efficient at the same time. So we've really, really focused on the heating element of a heat pump. Um, Craig, you, you mentioned the R290 refrigerant. Uh, you mentioned its performance at, at different temperatures, but isn't R290 also better for the environment? It is. So um, it has a, a GWP, which is the global warming potential uh, of just three. So what that actually means is it, if a tonne of uh, propane was leaked into the atmosphere, it's equivalent to three tons of CO2. If you look at a traditional uh, refrigerant that we've been using like R410A, that has a GWP of 2,088. So one ton of R410A into the atmosphere is the equivalent of 2,088 tons of CO2. And then, you know, we are, as a global community, phasing those refrigerants down. So you can look at something like R. 32, which has a, a GWP of 675. So that is drop significant. And then we've kind of moved across, moved over the R32 and gone straight to the natural refrigerant of R290 because of its long-term sustainability. Future-proof, if you like. Okay, Christian, I believe you've got your first installation of an Aerotherm Plus coming up uh, next week. I mean, Craig's told us about the efficiency, the output, the sound power, the environmentally friendliness of the of the F-gas and, and the general performance improvements of this unit. Why have you picked the Aerotherm Plus for the particular project you have coming up? 
Yeah, we've got um, a, a roundhouse, a wooden frame roundhouse coming up, which is going to be a yoga and well-being centre. Uh, it's not a massive building with quite a small heat loss, so we need a, a quite small and compact heat pump. Uh, and the 5 kilowatt Arathone Plus just ticked all the boxes. Obviously, with it being a yoga and well-being centre, noise was the big driving issue for our customer because, obviously, they like their silence for the well-being side of it. So it really led us down the, the path of the uh, Arathone 5 kilowatt Plus. Uh, great output puts at minus seven we've got underfloor heating throughout so it just worked really well and it just ticked every box that we needed for that particular project oh that's good to hear i, I look forward to seeing how that project develops and uh, maybe some photographs of the of the project as it goes through absolutely no problem Right, we're looking at the drive towards the UK's net zero goal when it comes to carbon emissions. Um, how does the Aerotherm Plus in particular and heat pumps in general play a role in this? Um, Craig, can we come to you first on that one? Yeah, uh, so uh, when we look at uh, the decarbonisation of, of the UK, uh, National Grid have done a lot of the heavy lifting. So if you, if you looked at the carbon intensity of the, of the grid over the last 10 years, kind of 10 years ago, we were looking at around 480 grams of CO2 per kilowatt for our electricity. Um, that's dropped down to 220 grams. So we've more than halved it. So we need to, uh, as, as that's become more efficient or less carbon intense, you can move to something like a heat pump and know that um, you're getting high efficiency heating. So one kilowatt of electricity up to four or five kilowatts of heat and the carbon intensity of the grid has gone down as well, and coupled with the fact that there's zero emissions at point of use. So you don't get any any nasties from combustion that, uh, uh, going out into the atmosphere. It, it really, really helps on many levels. It's great. All valid technical points. But um, Christian, come across to you. How does the, the customer, the householder, view heat pumps from, from their world, from their view? As an alternative, I think, um, most of them still look to uh, traditional sources of fossil fuel, really, for their primary heating. So now they're starting to look at heat pumps and they, the question of net zero is coming up more and more. People who are green in their thinking, green in their living, are starting to look at the alternatives. And heat pumps, it has to be. There's nothing out there that is as efficient that gets as close to the net zero that we've got to get for 2050. So um, it is really the only viable option at the moment outside of um hydrogen in boilers christian there's a slight follow-up question if you like on on that one um you mentioned people are using it as an alternative to to boilers for you what's the key difference between looking at a, a project for a heat pump and looking at a project for a, a gas boiler uh, thermal performance of the house it has to be uh, we've got to look at uh, what the envelope of the house is how thermally efficient it is uh, that's always the first thing that we have to look at to make sure that with a heat pump and with a lower water temperature and the right heating system we can still offset the losses it's never a question in a new build it's never an issue it's only really in retrofits where we need to take a little bit more time and a little bit more caution looking at the heat losses of the properties how well they're going to perform uh, and ultimately making sure that the client can achieve the comfort level they want inside the property for both heating and hot water and do you go into any detail or discussion or does the client want to ask questions about whether you use a heat pump differently to a boiler absolutely yeah they they want to the main question we get is will it do my hot water uh, they don't seem to have any 
concerns about the fact that it's going to be lower water temperatures for the heating system but I don't think people realize sometimes how close the hot water and the heating temperatures can get when we're talking about minus seven it, typically we might design the 40 degrees C at minus seven uh, and then the hot water only needs to be 45 46 really to give you a good good amount of, of, of uh, showering water uh, along with a pasteurization cycle if needed but I know with the Aerotherm plus you know it's not needed we can get that high temperature that we have for the hot water cycle as well Craig, I know the Aerotherm Plus has some uh, impressive performance characteristics, particularly uh, temperatures for domestic hot water. Can you expand on that a little bit for me, please? Uh, yeah, so uh, typically uh, at, at the point of view, you want around 40 degrees, maybe a little bit more than that. Uh, anything more than that, in your, you, you'll scold yourself. So uh, we really focus the heat pump uh, being able to deliver the, the hot water into the tank. So with a 75 degree flow temperature, and as a rule of thumb, you can get 70 degrees into the tank. So if you took a 190 litre cylinder, for example, um, if you are storing that water at 70 degrees, you've actually got 376 litres of usable hot water. Um, so, you, you know, making sure that you've got that hot water comfort and, you know, everybody wants a hot shower on a cold day. So it's just making sure that you've got that level of comfort. You size your heat pump and your cylinder correctly to, to, to give you all the heating and hot water comfort that you want. Christian, I'll just come back over to you now. Um, you talked about the, the envelope of the house and, and looking at the heat losses and, and the fabric of the building. Do you find that you need to change radiators or upsize pipe work? Because this is potentially um, one of the, the areas that, that may need to be looked at when putting a, a heat pump into a replacement situation. Yeah, we do. Uh, so once we've done the full heat loss calcs, it gives us a room by room loss and then we can size the radiators accurately. Um, it's not always the case because you find that historically boilers are oversized, consequently radiators are already oversized anyway. Uh, you're never that far off. Uh, sometimes with a good power flush, good service of the system, there's an opportunity that you can at least reuse some of the radiators in different parts of the house. Sometimes you may only have to upgrade certain ones from single panel, single convector to double panel double convector so it's not a big pipework change ordinarily the only downside sometimes if you come across microball pipework and sometimes it, that just won't cut the mustard when it comes to the outputs we are expecting and sadly quite often microball is buried into the fabric of the building um what about hot water cylinders and uh, controls these are two other parts of, of the system are there anything special you need to think about there in retrofit location, it's always the thing because if you're doing a, a swap out from a combi boiler, uh, the chances are you've only got the space of a combi boiler and maybe a cupboard below to try and fit it in. So it's not always the easiest thing to try and introduce a hot water cylinder into a house with a combi boiler. If they've always already got a cylinder, it's never an issue really. You know, you're going to have mains cold water in there, you're going to have heating flow and return in there at some point. The biggest challenge is when it's a combi boiler, but it's one that can be easily overcome. Uh, it's just about swapping out the combi boiler for a suitably sized cylinder for the property and controlling it well you know uh, most of the heat pumps nowadays we just see them um, not even schedule the hot water just leave it on let it prioritize it and when it needs to top it up let it do it because the recovery rate's so good that we can afford to let them do that so the, the system just plods away low and slow if you like yeah absolutely Craig, I'm, I'm aware that some heat pumps are capable of providing a degree of cooling. Can you um, expand on this for us a little bit, please? Uh, yes, yeah, so, uh, well, climate change, we, you know, we, this summer we had four days where we had nights over 30 degrees, I think it was, which was a record, and unfortunately that's likely to continue. So 
cooling is becoming uh, something that's requested more and more. So uh, the heat pump can actually re reverse its cycle. So it can take some of the heat energy out of the house and then and then push it into the atmosphere. So you know if you're looking at uh, an underfloor heating system, you can run around 18 degree water through it and then that will cool down that room particularly um, or you can use fan coils and you can uh, you can cool the, the the house down it's not air conditioning it's more comfort cooling and, and helping get the uh, the thermal body of the house just down slightly so it's a, so it's more comfortable to live in and you know we're building more thermally efficient houses and if if the atmosphere around us gets warmer we need some way to to help get the heat out of the building once it's built up over the summer. So the message there, Craig, is it's not air conditioning. Uh, it is passively cooling the thermal mass of the building to improve the comfort for the for the client. Yeah, it's, it's comfort cooling. It's, it's not quite passive because the compressor will be active and you, and you can't do it with radiators either because you'll, you'll get condensation on the radiators. So it's it's only for underfloor and, and fan coils. Thank you. Christian, do you, are you finding customers asking for this feature much or coming across it at all? Yeah, absolutely. We're finding that uh, more and more people are aware of what a heat pump does now and what the compressor circuit is, uh, and they understand that it can do cooling. So we do get asked, and as Craig said, mainly we try and make sure they understand it is only a, a background cooling as we call it talk to them it's not true air conditioning we're not going to get it down to 21 degrees when it's 30 outside but um, not all customers want that they just want to take advantage of that heat pump cycle to chill the house a little bit and uh, we have uh, one in the pipeline with underfloor heating where we can do it and um, it'd be good to talk to you guys as well about the control system because that's the only element that I'm not 100% sure on how we can make it work but um, it'd be good to get some knowledge on that. I'm sure that's something we can uh, we can certainly help with, and we've got the uh, the necessary expertise in in the organisation. So just just to recap on that one, it is not air conditioning, and it requires fan coils or underfloor system, and not radiators for the cooling cycle. So finally, Christian, um, the one important piece of advice that you are given to to householders is is there one thing that makes them sit up and take notice when you're talking about a heat pump? Yeah, I think if you can remove the sort of wizardry that people associate with heat pumps, uh, as soon as you can do that and take away their uh, worries about whether the heat pump can actually manage uh, the temperatures that they are expecting in their properties, uh, once you've done that, that's half the battle really, uh, making them realise that it will do exactly what you want it to do. Uh, so once you've got their attention and made them realise that it is a true heating system, true solution completely for their home, when you start talking about uh, the RHI investments and the return on investment through that and then the Green Homes grant that we've just got released as well. That really starts to give people a little bit of an interest because um, the capital cost is obviously uh, more than a boiler but with the RHI and the uh, Green Homes grant it's no longer a prohibitive factor in looking at installing a heat pump for a homeowner. And Craig, similar question to you, talking to an installer, what one piece of advice makes them sit up and take notice? It's similar to Christian, really. Like you know, people are very comfortable with combustion. You know, we, we've used flames to heat ourselves forever since we were in caves, and now we're moving energy around. So once that concept becomes clear, that that really helps. the The other thing with in, with installers is, you know, it, it's about preparation. Um, you, you can't you can't go in and count the radiators and then know what size heat pump you need you, you you do need to do 
the steps. You do have to remember the things that you learn on your ACS, your pipe sizing, your flow rates, and 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 get uh, and j just remind yourself of the things that 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 you used to know and you used to do. And it's it's, it's all about the preparation, really, and just not pushing yourself way out of your comfort zone, but just making sure that you you've got your training done and you, you're comfortable with. Uh, with your skills and you know you can deliver it it's just applying it in a slightly different manner okay so just to recap on that short discussion from the product side we've got aerotherm plus highly efficient good outputs lower sound power than previous generations an environmentally friendly f gas and good performance for the hot water side and on the installation side there's not a lot of difference between a high temperature heating system and a heat pump system uh, maybe you have to think a little bit more about the design, but the skill sets are very, very close together. Think about the design, think about the building fabric, think about the radiators and make sure that you've got everything designed correctly. Does that summarise it? I would say so, yes. What about you, Christian? Yeah, absolutely. Sounds fine. So heat pumps aren't that bad, really. They're the future, so we're told. So as we've heard from Christian and Craig, training is an important element of heat pumps and moving to heat pump technology. At Valent, we have a range of training courses, all available online, and the modules last between 60 minutes and two hours through the Zoom webinar platform. We can take you from zero to heat pump hero uh, on the training courses, and we can take you through the reasons for decarbonisation, how heat pumps work, what the range of Valent heat pumps is, into the installation design and commissioning of Aerotherm Plus. That's a two-part course. Both courses last about 90 minutes. We've also got a range of courses that cover the controls and the system setup. So whether you're new to heat pumps and want to find out a little bit more, or whether you're an experienced heat pump user, we've got training courses for you. As we slowly reopen our training centres after the COVID-19 lockdown, we're also opening up to uh, to hands-on practical sessions again but please bear with us because this is a little bit difficult with some of the restrictions that are in place at the moment but there is training available it's online and it will help you understand what heat pump opportunities there are well there you have it the first technical episode of the valent podcast if you want to find out other ways that we're proudly supporting installers make sure you check out our website at www.valent.co.uk